Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk eating organic, raising life expectancy, and what it takes to be an MMA star with fighter Ian McCall. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live Fit Club. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back with an exciting new episode. I want to thank my friend, Ian McCall, for joining us here. Thank you for having me. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting episode. We're talking fighting. We're talking McGregor. We're talking Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. Yes, they're, my they're God. coming back. What year are we in? Um, anyways, guys, my name is Shaka Smith. You can, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Ms. TK Trindad. What's up, guys? My name is TK. Well, you already said my name. <laughs> <laughs> TK well, Trindad, just in case you didn't get the first time. <laughs> and Mr. McCall, where can they find you online? Uh, it's at Uncle Creep. MMA. And, my uh, former nickname. I was saying, before we get into the stories, Uncle Creepy, tell me how you got this name. Okay, so this is going to come off bad to start, but oh, it was like three in the morning and there was like a five-year-old. And it's my nephew. You know, he calls me Uncle Ian. Well, everyone else is wasted and I'm the sober driver for the night, for the weekend or whatever it was. And uh, Uncle Ian, Uncle Ian. And I always made fun of everybody. Speaking of Chuck Liddell and them, I made fun of everyone who has a nickname because nicknames are silly to me and they're <laughs> stupid. Especially if you give yourself a nickname, like, you're going to freeze me. Yeah, the you ice know? man. <laughs> um, but of course, he says, Uncle Creepy. And everyone sat up out of their drunken stupor and was like, Oh, that's no. That's it. <laughs> and then and, stuck. Yeah, and I just got, <laughs> sounds bad. I just got out of rehab for the second time. <laughs> so I was sober and uh, I just, it, I, I was bored and I was like, I'm going to fight again, whatever. And then that's when I became, that's when I had my, my launch to win a t- world title and stuff. So. Uncle Creepy, I dig <laughs> it, it. It, it. It was a joke. The first fight, I just put it on there, and people loved it. it, it it's like those first like usernames you get when you, new programs come out, but you don't realize it'll stick with you for like 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's one of those things. But I'm retired now, so I don't, I just have it as my social media, because that's Well, you, you might come back looking at Liddell and Ortiz, you know, never, never say never, right? No, I don't want to come back. <laughs> no. I have no interest in fighting ever. Well, maybe you might come back into this first story because they're finding that living longer through exercise that more actually is better. Um, this first article came out, and they said that, you know, obviously exercise protects against heart disease, sarcopenia, which is losing muscle yeah. due to aging, cancer, obesity. Uh, but people wonder, is there a limit? And they're finding that the... Yeah, and they're finding that people that actually exercise the longest are living anywhere from 5.5 years longer on average and have 16.2 years younger telomeres. And telomeres are those little caps on the end of the chromosome that kind of indicate what your yeah. age are. Dr. Rhonda Patrick told me all about the, or she taught me via podcast. Yeah, so I mean, this is kind of what is determining our aging, sort of yeah. what's determining the way we're looking at new programs going forward to, to reduce aging. And so it looks like actually more is better when it comes to exercise. Of course, the caveat is don't overtrain so that you break something or injure yes. yourself. Right. And th- that's what fighters do. That's what athletes, well, I mean, especially fighters, because fighters have to do multiple sports. Yeah. You know, they're wrestling, they're doing jiu-jitsu, they're kickboxing, they're mixing it all together or varying, you know, two things and just taking out takedowns and boxing or whatever it is. And you got to think you have a bunch of people trying to hurt each other for for, for money, for a living, you know, like it's a yeah. fist fight. Yeah. And, uh, wow, yeah, it takes it out of your body. And, and what? how did you protect yourself from overtraining? Because there's that, there's that push and pull where you probably mentally want to train more and physically feel like you can, but you know. I actually had to leave my old gym. Yeah. Because my old coach, who's built myself, Tito Ortiz, Carlos Esparza, Shane De Rosario, I mean, Romeo Danza, uh, I mean, there's so many amazing champions um, but he just he it was too much. I'm like, dude, I can't do this anymore. It's yeah. too it's too hard on my body. Like I was I I left on good terms. I went to a private gym at, at Ruka. Yeah. But um, the last part of my career, I was in such good shape, and my body was so perfectly well tuned. The results were horrible out in Japan. But um, 
I just, uh, you know, I, I learned to train smarter. Yeah. All my cardio, or most of my cardio, was in the pool. Yeah. You know, I would use stuff like that, so I'd have less wear and tear. Wear and tear my body because I know how to fight. Yeah. I was just going over technique. That was pretty much all I ever did was technique. How many hours a day were you um, training for, but uh, with your first gym and then when you kind of the last? Oh part? man, um, actual training time. See, people always go, I train eight hours a day. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't, man. It's you. You actually, you're training. Maybe two hours in the morning, maybe two hours at night, maybe an hour in the middle, so four or five hours. That's hard. That mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, and, and, and they find that the CDC baseline is basically 150, moderate, um, 150 minutes of moderate exercise or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise. And they found that there was no letdown even doing 10 times that much in terms of effect on your life expectancy. Yes. Wow, that's and so I thought that was amazing. Of course, they're looking at a lot of marathoners for this, and yeah. like ultra marathoners. Like, who are they? Ta- this is not like the average population. You could barely get average. Somebody work out for an hour. Yeah. So they were looking. They they looked at first. They looked at ultra marathoners on some studies. Other studies actually had people come in and did a treadmill test to determine um, their amount of activity. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really interesting. So at least on that edge, you know, we might live a little bit longer, but we might be in bad shape. I, I rolled with a seventy-two-year-old. Shout out to Judo Jim. Um, the 72-year-old the other day, it was, he was actually right about to turn 72 the next day. Yeah. And I got fucking after him. <laughs> I mean, he taught this all this stuff, and I'd heard him, and I've never met him before, and I was like, oh, okay, this is him, okay. And he, at the very last rolling session, he's like, you want to roll? I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I got ready. I couldn't catch him. What? Old man just was so good and technically balanced and, you know, judo black belt, jiu-jitsu black belt. And I was yeah. like, I, got, I tried to get after him, and he wasn't having he, it. He's just never let up on the train. And that just showed me that... I was like, I wasn't even planning to live to your age. <laughs> and, and now I'm like, wow, I, I hope I'm that age and rolling like that. Yeah, I, I will say I get inspired by older people in the gym who are still in shape. Because I was like, okay, that's still possible. So I'm going to continue to work out just knowing that I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the difference is like you have the people who take those long breaks in between because of life. And they feel, feel like they can't fit it in. Yeah. And so it's just that that makes the, the, the difference like, okay, well, you can't get to the gym, but you can do something at home. And, you know, the motivation, all this other stuff. So there's a, de- a, a drastic difference between somebody that's 77 and could do all that work versus somebody who took a long break, like 20 years, yeah. you oh, yeah. know, then, then and then they try to. <laughs> it's, like, uh, and it's like, you're not 21. You're not going to bounce. <laughs> no. You took 20 years off, so it's yeah. going to take you a minute to kind of, like, <laughs> to get, get back into it. We should really start slow. I mean, I, that, that's my, my – one of my jobs I have in life is as a fitness professional. I, I, I work for – Lifetime Fitness. It's, I was telling you, it's 180,000 square feet. It's the nicest gym in the country. Nicest gym I've ever been to. It's in it's in Laguna Niguel. Yeah, uh, check this place out. It's absurd. They have everything: med spa, amazing trainers and facility, and they can do VO2 max testing and blood blood testing and all this crazy stuff. And then they have. Super healthy food there, and uh, so you're there for all like the entire day. That's yeah. your gym session. The pool, <laughs> the pool goes off on the weekends. My buddy who got me the job is yeah. the bartender. Is the bartender? Oh, and, yes, oh wow! The and there's a bar. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, this you would see this place. I'll show you a picture. It's insane. That's a that's gym awesome. that you'd want to work at. Like they have good food. Then you finish the day off. Hang and you out have there a... all day. And that's the most important part, I think, of a gym is that you want to go. You know, and that's yeah. a hard part. To, yeah, to and do. it's it's full of uh, you know the wealthiest people around. So yeah, of course, naturally. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> we'll wait for that invite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on down. <laughs> uh, well, they do find what is worse than smoking, heart disease, and diabetes is not exercising. So. So I hate to be like sedentary you know, lifestyle is the worst. Yeah, I hate to be the the, the fear monger here, but it's true. Um, they looked at 122,000 people between 1991 and 2014. So this was like a long study, and they found that these people were basically basically 
if you were in the most sedentary population versus the highest activity population, your chances of premature death were up 500%. Um, versus smoking, it was three times higher than those that smoked. And if it was just like a li- worked out a little bit, it was 390% um, more pre- uh, that were more prone to premature death than those that, were, that worked out just a little bit. So yeah. it, it's showing that there's a huge gulf when you're just sedentary. Your body just hates it. Like yeah. Some, I don't know how some people like doing it, but it's like with my daughter, for instance. You know, she was diagnosed at two and a half with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. She wow. cannot be sedentary. She, I mean, she has so much energy, she can't. She'll yeah, that's, a, that's a tough diagnosis for a kid. But, it, you know, diet, exercise, get her off all the medications the doctors give her, and, and cannabis oil, and uh, she's all better. And and you were you were saying with your diet you were like focusing on like a keto centric diet that, that that helps keto centric centric is the word uh, <laughs> because you know you, having a, a full keto diet's hard yeah that's I mean, yeah. You have eighty ninety percent fat like it's for <laughs> hospitals um, we just we eat a lot of fat a lot of meat vegetables um, and they're all all the vegetables are grown in my parents backyard nice I mean it's nice because it's a beach house but they have a big enough little spot like that's got some beautiful beautiful gardens and then my dad fishes I hunt you know we try and get the best food we, we really my mom's a chef she was a chef oh, for, wow. for Robert Mandavi oh wow uh, wine okay. and Robert himself at an you know, event center and uh, so you know we eat really well yeah my diet is on point and I, I have to have a good diet my daughter has to have a good diet um, even my, my ex uh, fiance actually she had epilepsy so we all ate keto centric and and it just worked. It makes me feel better. I, I've got, you know, brain issues that we all do. I've been punched yeah. in the face for the last 20 years straight. Yeah. Um, eating a keto diet helps. Yeah. That type of, you know, the fats and everything. And I think, uh, it's like you read these stories, I think it's like farm to table because the next story is about eating organic, cutting yeah. the cancer risk. Mm-hmm. I think what you're getting is like food that you're preparing and making yourself and I think yeah. that's so important, especially nowadays. Yeah, I think we just need to first get off of the package stuff. Oh, I think yeah, that's the yeah. biggest the biggest yeah. problem. Like if we can just stop eating the package stuff and then just start eating, you know, even if it's not organic, yeah. it's still better than, you know, something that's, you know, all through the middle aisles. Yeah. So I think a lot of people it's just a quick fix and, you know, you don't plan ahead and all that stuff. Like I, I feel the difference when I have stuff that's just straight vegetables and, you know, I have it, it's all prepared and I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's, you know, simple versus like, oh, I'm just going to have this pizza. Yeah. No, it's not. It doesn't work <laughs> not well. That works. Yeah. yeah. And, and they looked at this, they looked at 68,000 French adults and maybe they got worse non-organic food, I don't know. <laughs> they looked French at 68,000 French adults. I figured adults. they would get better though. Well, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they divide them up into, you know, how they eat. So some of them buy organic, some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found that in this group, there are 1,300 40 cancers developed. The most prevalent was postmenopausal breast cancer, then prostate cancer, uh, then colorectal cancer, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So when you eat organic, it actually cuts down these risks um, for all of these diseases, it seems. Even skin cancer as well is one of the, one right. of the cancers yeah. as well. And weird, with all the stuff they put on our other vegetables and fruit. Yeah, and then we see that we have these spikes in these diseases, and we're not really sure how or why, especially you think you're eating healthy, but maybe not yeah. eating organic. Right. Oh, well... I would love to see this in America, in like America, because yeah. overseas they're they're def- they're still processed, but the standards are a little bit like stringent, a little bit yeah, more, more stringent. stringent. Yeah. Um. So here it might be even worse. Here. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I I'm willing to bet it's worse. Yeah. Because even in Canada, the I. At one point when I was training um, for the football team, I could tell the difference between like meats here and meats in Canada. Yeah. Like the different, like just. I was 11% body fat, so it was a long time ago. But, um, but you know, you could tell, you tell the difference yeah. of, as far as standards. So, yeah. I mean, here, you know, 
they're poisoning us. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but I feel like we're getting a little bit of a balance. I, I, I'm in L.A., so maybe <laughs> I LA feel is but a, another world. I think itself. there's a push to kind of push companies to being a little bit better and healthier, making their bottom line having to meet those standards. It, here, yes. Yeah. In Southern California, <laughs> yeah. yes. Everyone's, you know, pushing for that. But you go to places like Texas. Yeah. People don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, they don't care. And it's just, it's... It's, it's a way of life. It's a way of life, you know, and there's things they eat and do. I mean, sure, you go to somewhere like Austin. I think Austin is the best city in the world, to be honest yeah. with you. I've been everywhere. Um, so shout out to Onnit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they just, you know, the Midwest in general, I don't know how they, you know, I don't know how they live like that, just the stuff they eat. And I, yeah. I've, I've always been healthy my yeah. whole life. My parents have always been very healthy. So it's, it's just, it's always been a lifestyle for me. And then being a professional athlete, I always minded my P's and Q's. Being an athlete in high school and college, um, I traveled with a, a nutritionist and chef for my, you know, the latter part of my career. So I learned. Yeah, I learned a lot. Did, and did that did that make things a lot easier for you when you had the nutritionist and chef? Cause, I mean, I've oh, all, yeah. I, I, I imagine, but like, how how has that changed and that difference? Well, he, he, he number one, he was my friend. Yeah, and I I like weird people. <laughs> people are like you like Eric. I'm like, of course I like Eric. No, it's me. <laughs> He's weird and he just. When would sit around and smoke weed and cook me food, <laughs> nice. and like I don't care, you know, like I'm not going to smoke fight week. Yeah, and uh, it, he just he was so smart with it. Like yeah. I mean, I, I mean he's he's one of the he, he was working with Tyga I think or Demi Lovato, a few other people up here in L.A. He works up in like a Malibu area, Malibu area, and it's super good. And I just I like hearing people's approach to things. I like yeah. learning. And it took out all the guesswork. It took out all the, especially yeah. during fight week. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Cause it sucks. Because I've never because I, I used to compete and I never hired anyone because I just didn't trust anyone to know my oh body my better than me or trust in nutrition. But it would be nice to have someone you trust just yeah. to be able to like not think it's about it. Awesome. It's like, great. Like you just think, well, I dated a football player who had a chef, so I didn't afford the chef. <laughs> but um, he would prepare the food as we're talking, so you can see exactly. Yeah. And it and it was just like you you're just there, and it's like this is <laughs> this is fantastic. I see the glee on your face. <laughs> it's it's rem- reminiscing, man. It's what do you think? Healthy. I'd be like, uh, I want French toast or I want fried chicken. And he would make like a variation, a variation of it oh, with you know, awesome. coconut shavings or whatever. And it would just, I'm like, oh, you're yeah. so good at this. Like, thank you. Note uh, to self. A tear to my your first, eye. That'll be my first, like, I've made it to <laughs> purchase, I guess, or buy. Um, but we also got to talk about uh, Conor McGregor. I want to get some of yes. your thoughts on this recent fight, maybe some other ones as well. But um, McGregor recently posted uh, what he believed was sort of his breakdown of the fight. And I just want to know if you, if you had the same sort of, uh, you know, feeling about it. Do we have the breakdown up there? Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that, that's his breakdown. So, yeah, he talked about kind of round one and round two and how he kind of gave uh, some rounds away. What did, you, what did you think about his assessment of the fight? What did you think about the fight in general? And then, obviously, the post-fight. We'll yeah, talk about. I mean, I don't get along with the Russians. <laughs> and then, I mean, we, yeah. we've got very public, like... They tried to punk me. I'm like, no, motherfuckers, you're not going to punk me. Um, there's a long story. I, you know, the whole age thing about his agent? Yeah. Well, I was the first person to ever call him a terrorist snitch years ago oh, because wow. he's a fucking terrorist snitch. <laughs> Go check out my podcast with Mike, uh, Mike Russell. Storytime with Uncle Creepy, and he breaks it all down, and it, it's insane oh, how wow. shady that dude is. But anyways, I, they tried to punk me because I was talking shit on him. I'm like, no. But uh, as a fighter? Yeah. Khabib is a savage. He is yeah. a bear. 
and Connor just that he Connor he'll beat Connor every time. And I and I like Connor a lot. Yeah. I just asked Connor for a, a bottle of, of uh, whiskey. <laughs> Hopefully he sends me one. <laughs> I, I, I was I, like that might have just gotten so I, I sent him some some, some C B D products, so <laughs> he loves them. Nice. But um, you know, that that whole situation was was insane. It's crazy. And I, I just for me I was shocked he had the energy to go and continue fighting. I was just like oh. Well he he punk Connor. That yeah. was the thing. That, that guy can go for days. I've heard him and him and Cormier go back go back yeah. go at it back and forth and I don't know if that's true, but I wouldn't doubt it. Wow. You know, he he's he is a, a stud and it's just he's the archetypal person to beat Connor. Wow. Like there's there's no other way around it. And he's passionate about like his conviction. So and I mean, yeah. yeah. Look, and, and, and me, the I, I used to be a heavy MMA fan. Yeah. Recent years, not as much. But of course, I followed McGregor and Diaz, and I love that fight. And I uh, kind of think Diaz got robbed in the last one. But I think e- everybody. Says. Either way, one of the <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that uh, was notable was that D- um, Diaz was actually smoking from a pen afterwards, yes. and he was asked about it. I think he actually got maybe some little small fine or something because of the CBD he was smoking. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't in competition, so there was I no... I think they talked about it, but it didn't actually happen. Yeah, that there was some sort of... Because he admitted on, you know, on which air is, with CBD. Which is, so, which is just so stupid. But, but now it's legal in the, um, in the UFC, and you're kind of leading the charge. About I am, that. and no one really knows that. Yeah. Because I haven't told anybody <laughs> until now. But uh, Exclusive! I yeah. am the one that's... I've been working with Jeff Nowitzki. Yeah. I just got the phone with him. I'm like, hey, what can I say? What can I say? <laughs> just tell him everything. Yeah. It's like, okay, so... I work with a company called Elixicure. Yeah. And on top of working with BudTrader.com, this is a company that, you know, I'm invested in as well, like BudTrader. But uh, I said, I mean, when I met these people and I saw how efficient their business was, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is serious. And I was already talking to Jeff about getting CBD stuff set up. So I used the cream, and it is hands down the best cream on the market for pain. And... You know, the UFC started to use it. They love it. And Jeff has walked me through the process of being the very first cannabis company to ever even inquire about getting third-party certification. If you want to have a supplement in an Olympic room or in the NC2As, NFL, you have to have third-party certifications. BSCG, I think, is one of them. Uh, I can't remember the other acronym. for. uh, And so you guys are obtaining this now? We're obtaining them as we speak, and we'll have them soon. Um, And, yeah, and then it's off to the races. You know, uh, I I have someone like... Jeff Nowitzki in in drug testing, yeah. he's the guy. You know, he's the guy who busted Lance Armstrong, and he's this amazing person. And he's my friend. Yeah. I mean, he sat by my bedside when I was in the hospital in two different countries. You know, like he's a good man. And I like that UFC is kind of leading the way on this because oh, they they want to they want to legalize cannabis in general. They want their fighters to be able to because oh, they, know, they know it's wow. beneficial. Yeah, mm-hmm. no one fights high. Like, come yeah, on, you, yeah. just be responsible, bro. Don't <laughs> you don't have to be stoned for this because a lot of us train high. Yeah, you know, it's just it's it's pain relief, pain I guess. relief, and you get in the zone and whatever. That's just what you know. Fighters do. Yeah, fighters smoke a lot of weed. And, so uh, continue. Oh no, I'm just saying that that. Jeff has walked me through this process to become this company and, and, and go from there. I mean, then there's the NFL. Yeah. And because my whole goal in life is to help out my sport. Yeah. Look at any other sport, surfing, skateboarding, motorcycles, race car driving, uh, baseball. Well, those guys make enough money. They don't have to do anything after. But uh, <laughs> most sports, especially action sports, or, you know, because we're kind of in the action sports realm, but yeah. not quite. Everyone takes care of their own. Yeah. And the UFC or MMA in general doesn't. Yeah. No one gets jobs. I think I'm 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 trying to figure something out. Number one, I'm trying to create products that make a better life for these young fighters, mm-hmm. like um, a post-fight serum that 
Jeff actually asked me to make for the company. Oh, like wow. This, we, I need, you need to make this because uh, Dr. Leif, something out of Harvard, um, sat in front of the WBC, the World Boxing Council, mm-hmm. a day before our meeting. Yeah. And he said that, you know, post-fight, these fighters have to have uh, so much uh, uh, CBD in their system post-fight so they don't have brain damage, CTE, all that stuff. That gives me purpose. Yeah. Now I'm retired, is, yeah. and that gives me that gives me purpose to help out these young fighters, and then hopefully provide them, you know, people with with something that takes care of them at least while they're fighting. Mm-hmm. And then I got to figure out what to do with them after. Yeah. And then how did you, know. you? When did you shift your focus from just you know getting high with the boys yeah. and realizing, wait a minute, there's actually something Get medical here? And wrestling around in our underwear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until until realizing, wait, there's actually some medical benefit here, and there's a way to do it, you know, non psychoactively. How did that transition happen? So. I've known that for a long time, and I remember my daughter was diagnosed, you know, at two and a half mm-hmm. with rheumatoid arthritis, and she couldn't walk, couldn't think straight. You can tell there's depression with it. There's but you, my little my little ninja that I've created. You know, she's doing jujitsu and soccer and riding horses, and she's a savage. It's my daughter. I raised her by myself, you know, for most of her life, um, and she couldn't walk. And the doctors gave her methotrexate, which is a chemotherapy <laughs> drug. Uh, and I was like, no, 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 th- th- this can't work. I talked to doctors, scientists, nutritionists, um, athletes who have RA, and they said, get her off the drugs, number one, and give you know diet, exercise, or, or diet is the yeah. main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once she's feeling better, get her to get, start moving. Once she starts moving, don't let her stop until she goes to sleep. Yeah, run her into the ground. And then was CBD, and this was my daughter was almost seven, so she was two. There was, I mean, this 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 whole genre has just blown up. Yeah. Well, even you know, four years ago, there was no milligram. Yeah. It was X's. I'm like, <laughs> bro, what the fuck? you can't have an X on there. Unless I would call my friends because I've been in the cannabis industry for for a long time, my whole life. I've yeah. always been around it. I started smoking pot at eight, which isn't. At eight? Not, damn. I'm not, I'm not recommending that for anybody. My All right. My daughter's, my, daughter's, my, daughter's, you know, my daughter's turning seven right now, and I look at it, I'm like, oh my god, I was eight. I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> real. It's a it's a head twister, but. Um, I knew that it worked, and then the whole thing with Dr. Sanjay Gupta came out, yeah. and um, you know, my dad already knew that it helped. My my parents did. Uh, you know, my my girlfriend at the time was like, "Well, why is she not taking this?" I'm like, "I'm working on it. Don't worry about it." But uh, it works. You know, my kid's in remission, yeah. and sh- we have an actual CBD line coming out for kids for her. It's called London's Life. Oh, nice. So she'll have her own little. She can be. It's hers. And, and you guys, um, you work with third-party testers because, uh, or yes. because for me, I've gotten so much CBD product from different companies to try, and some work amazingly, others don't quite work. And Can but you they're hook the me same. up with the painkiller ones? <laughs> yeah. Like, geez, <laughs> I think we got you some CBD. Well, yeah. no, we got so Bud Tender came and he got bud gave trader. us this Bud, bud Trader, excuse <laughs> me, Bud Tenders came and he gave us this huge bag of stuff. And I'm not familiar with marijuana, but I really just want. I don't think the oil wasn't that. That was the only thing I kind of really oh, want we'll for my pain. Like yeah. everything else, people ramp the bag. I just use the bag. Just Everybody else rams yeah. that. I get it. so much free stuff, and I know that people come over and just... <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Because they know That's I don't mine. smoke. They're, they're yeah. just all in the bag. Yeah. But what I did want to ask, um, as far as, like, even with athletes, like, when I tore my hamstrings, I was on... Um, it was like 800 milligrams, like ibuprofen, but I was taking it four times a day, stuff like that. And that obviously is in the system, right? As far as taking the CBD as far as a pain killer, is it like a masking agent? So even if you do work, like if you work out, you still may get injured because you just don't feel it? Or what's the, no, no, has no, it been no. testing with that? What, what it does, it's an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you have, 
cannabinoid receptors in your body. And I'm, I'm going to bro science this pretty bad. But um, <laughs> it, it's just uh, – it, and it is a painkiller. I mean, yeah. It does re- legitimately relieve pain. You know, I mean, I, I look at my hand. I yeah, I noticed like that. Yeah, I've like, noticed like ten injuries. Just yeah, on you. I, 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 and he's yeah. wearing a jacket. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's you know like I, t- I had four te- you know everything was torn to my shoulder. Yeah. I had oh, torn nice. my hip, my groin, uh, my knee. Um, I fractured and dislocated my elbow. So every joint on my right side. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, as as a painkiller, it works. You just got to figure out what sort of do you want it with THC. Do you want to be stoned? Or do you want a 25 to 1 or a 5 to 1, you know, CBD to THC? Kind of figure out <clears> – <throat> or you don't want any, any THC. Like like kids or like yeah. athletes can't have any THC, right. especially at the moment. So you, this is all you can take. It still works, especially if it's full spectrum. And without the toxicity of like an Advil or ibuprofen on yeah. the liver. Yeah. I just want to wake up stomach, in the morning. Your, yeah. stu- your gut biome. Yeah. I mean it's Advil is so bad for you. And I, I know a lot about the stomach because I have H. pylori. And it's a stress-related bacteria that grows in your stomach. A lot of people have it, but mine puts me in the hospital. If I have a stressful Jeez. week, if I have a stressful week, I end up in the hospital. Wow. So I have to smoke. Yeah. Like that's just it's it, it's the only thing that works. But um, you know, you, you I actually just finished some antibiotics. I had an infection in my face because I had some broken teeth from my life. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I never take antibiotics, and now I'm like shit. I'm 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 around all these people constantly in the gym. That's huge and f- touching everybody, and I'm like, oh god. So I got, I'm loading. Now I'm trying to rebuild my gut biome. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I can feel it. I, or maybe I'm just being dramatic, but I, I swear I feel it being like off. Well, no, it, it, it's huge. I mean, on the show we we hear a lot about the gut biome yeah. and how much it affects your health, from weight to uh, autoimmune diseases yeah. and depression as well. So yeah, gut biome is huge. Yeah, and so you want to be taking everything that feeds that, and nothing that takes away from it mm-hmm. exactly and, yeah. and uh, one thing that I've been, been dealing with a lot lately is peptides mm. I've yeah. heard about peptides that, good, yeah. it's just good science I mean yeah. it's not even cheating uh-huh. you know like that's what I tell people and they're like was it no, it's like steroids I'm like no it's just good science are but they combining this with the CBD um, you know what that's actually something I've, I've looked into but you can't take them uh, they're not water soluble oh uh, gotcha so the, I mean it, it's I'm working on it. Actually, <laughs> he's got it in the pipeline. Yeah, I, you know, I've I've positioned myself before I retired in some very good ways. Yeah, you know, like I'm having Jeff walk me through all this stuff, and you know, getting to invest in a company like Elixir and and working with a company like Bud Trader, where I can have a a, a voice mm-hmm. and I can better the world around me. It's a little world, I mean, I don't want it big. I want a little one. <laughs> but, uh, if I can, if I can positively affect the world around me, I can help people get better and healthier, not just physically, but mentally. And, and, you know, some people, you know, they look great and they just, they're just, you know, de- they're bummed out, yeah. depressed. Some fighters, I, I had a young fighter come to me a, a while back and we were traveling the world, of course. And he's like, Hey, you know, I, I hear, you know, you know, you're the, you're the weed guy. Right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm the weed guy in the UFC. <laughs> And, uh, he, you know, I gave him a bottle of 3,000 milligrams because he was talking about his depression and how it's all everything else and how it was, you know, just affecting him. Yeah. Because, you know, that scares me. Like, I've, I have, you know, some, I have definitely have brain damage. <laughs> um, but, you know, you deal with mood swings and depression and all that stuff. And even if your brain damage isn't that bad, you still got a smidge. Yeah. You know, but after a week, he was like, dude, I feel way better. And now all, all the time I see him posting, oh, CBD this, CBD that. I'm like, see, I told you. And sometimes a brain can, in fact, repair. Like, we don't know everything about the brain. So maybe yes. if you get it some time to reduce inflammation, well, it might mm-hmm. start to repair. What itself. helped me was, again, the peptide BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Oh, wow. And it, it coats your brain. Um, 
from what I'm told, it's harder for it to break the blood-brain barrier, but it actually coats your brain and prevents seizures. Like, I actually got my ex off of seizure medicine with it. Oh, wow. And, I mean, it's, uh, I you know, it's not comfortable prevent to prick yourself with something, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not like some big crazy thing. But, yeah. it, you know, to help her feel better and yeah. not have not have seizures yet to small <laughs> yeah i mean shit okay i'll do that for the rest of my life yeah cool <laughs> crazy um but we do we do have to talk a little bit about liddell and ortiz yes and I, i'm hoping you ship these guys some a lot to cbd um <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, I, I just brought chuck some stuff yeah i was just like oh my liddell is 48 um ortiz is 43 i mean i the, the big part i like about growing up in this sports era now is that we're seeing these people have so much longevity if they train right yes. and eat right but i didn't think it was that way in the ufc i didn't think that was possible because of it's so it's a heavy pounding that you're taking mm-hmm. so do you think it's safe for these guys to be competing now um and do you think there is a, a correct way to go about competing into your 50s really Oh, man. I mean, are you going to come back and you say you don't no, want to, but at 45, maybe I'm, I'm going to do some jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I'm going to do some, yeah, jiu-jitsu competitions. My daughter, she does jiu-jitsu, and she goes, wait, I can compete now? I'm like, hey, you got your oh, third stripe. So you're going to compete? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to try and do the the, the uh, On It Open in uh, in December, actually. But uh, my daughter's she she's really, really smart. Like, I don't know where it came from, but she's incredibly <laughs> smart. And she, like, put it together. She goes, wait, I can compete now. I can win a world title like you. I was like, yes. <laughs> you, you just know, made it so cheap. She goes, you, you want to do it together? It's like, fuck yeah. Really? That'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, she she rolls just like I do. So and I'm not a coach. I'm not one of those trophy dads. I just watch and just twitch at my seat while she rolls. That's got to be a proud moment, though. Yeah. She's like, hey, we can do this together. <laughs> Every time she loses position, it's because she looks at me like, look what I did. I'm like, dude, don't do that. You know I'm here, I'm looking at you. But back to Chuck and Tito. They're both old. Yeah. Tito has been competing recently. A lot more than Chuck has over the last eight years, obviously. Um, and I've told Chuck, no. I'm like, no, man. I don't want you to fight. No. No, 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 no. Never. Well, I saw him recently, and I, I reinstilled my faith in him. I was like, dude, you look great. <laughs> I was like, you're healthy. You're moving. You're limber. You're old. He's built like an orangutan. <laughs> all arms and legs and just this tiny little, like, pot belly, ro- you know, rolled chest and pot belly. But um, looks great. I mean, was we were just talking. I was like, wow, man, you're back. Like, wow, you look like, I mean, you look great. It was really, really nice to see one of my, you know, best friends and the guys that kind of brought me up in the world uh, just to look so good at that age, too, especially. I'm like, oh, now now I know you're going to beat up Tito. Oh, so so your money's on the Dell for this fight. Oh, yeah, my money will always be on Chuck. <laughs> he has the older brother thing over Tito. And Tito, we have, you know, he's helped me out in life recently. You know, yeah. he's, he's been good to me. So thank you, Tito. Sorry, man. <laughs> you know. So you, you see knockout. Yeah, I mean yeah. That, that old man still hits hard. Yeah, I mean he, if or if he hits harder than usual, he, he'll he has a tendency to um or we have a tendency to hit each other. So, <laughs> so what is the, <laughs> fun? So what is the reasoning? Is it because like because even Mayweather is talking about getting back into to the ring as far as boxing? Wait, Mayweather is? Yeah, oh, I'm just missing it all. Yeah, man. Pacquiao. I mean, so these Pacquiao, Canelo. <laughs> I don't think he he. I mean, sure, actually, probably will be Canelo. Um, but do you I think? I hate to say that. Do you <laughs> think course. it's gonna? Do you think it's because you know, once an athlete, always an athlete, or is it a money thing, or like, what do you think is the reasoning behind these older fighters getting back into like, is because they don't have anything to do? You know, you're officially <laughs> retired. Yeah, that's what, that's part of it. It's it's because you're once you're a fighter, you're always a fighter. You know, you I, I still get the itch where I, you know, I. I'm so technical with things. I freak out over small details and like I'm like you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, but 
yeah, it's 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 a it's a weird weird <laughs> weird position to be in, I guess. I'm trying to think, but um, where was I? Because I, I think like for, for myself, even when I watch certain things, I watch LFL. I yeah. watch like you know, I watch track. It's like, oh, I, I think I can still. Oh yeah, go. you you always think you're going to be tough enough, but there's so much money involved for Floyd. You gotta think there's. He's the highest grossing athlete ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and he, he'll he go make more money. He fights Canelo or even Pacquiao again. People are going to pay to watch. They're going to pay absurd more amounts of money. Than I, think. I think Canelo would be a much bigger fight. Yeah. Because Pacquiao, people will still watch it, but I might. I think Canelo might be a little too big and too dangerous at this point. And, but I, I think the science is what it, what it is. I, th- I think we actually have the science where we're like, oh, we can kind of preserve our joints a little bit longer. We have CBD. Yes, but Floyd, Floyd doesn't do that stuff. He eats McDonald's and doesn't oh. give a shit. Like, does, does he do any, like, cryo? No, he, does he, he eats cry- McDonald's? Yeah, you always, oh. see, always brag and eat McDonald's. He'll go for a run and get McDonald's and run back. And he, I mean, I think he's doing cryo and stuff now. Yeah. Okay, but, yeah and he gets massages and stuff like and that. Yeah, and you know what, though? I think, I think he's always trained, though. I think that, he's that always was his trained. Thing. That's he's the never thing. He's, he's training. never yeah, stopped training. Yeah. He's yeah. always yeah. still doing it. And actually, uh, my the masseuse I work with, Steve Noyan, uh, used to work with Floyd. He's got a, a special... He's a very special man. This this masseuse is the best masseuse on the planet, hands down. Yeah, he's worked with Floyd, Pacquiao, um, tons of people in the UFC, in the NFL, and MLB. See, that's what it is. I I, um, I don't think we had the science, the know-how, and then also a lot of these guys didn't have the money. Because like you think about the NFL, it wasn't right. until what seventies that the money started getting so big that they right. could afford the stuff. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So true. So you you have but a lot you of still guys have some can... outliers with the NFL where it's yeah. like not all of them are making it to f- the 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 career is still between. Two and it might be two and five years now, or oh. back in the day, it's two and three well, years. If you're talking yeah. about linemen and stuff like that's going to be, yeah. Good. But see, the linemen that make it make just as much money as as all the the, the quarterbacks, yeah, because yeah. they're protecting them, yeah. You know, and it's crazy because they'll see these like lists of people, the highest paid athletes. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and like, oh, you know, whatever this he back, that's this the guy got the CTE that's like, going to do it, it a year from now. <laughs> and you know, again, if if I can. If I can help the CTE thing, yeah. uh, that's that's I keep like going. Hey, I got something, you know. Like yeah. I'm on to something here because it's not just my sport. Of course, I got to take care of my guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first and foremost. I mean, I got to take care of all the guys in the UFC. That has a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. But then, why stop there? Number yeah. one, I'm helping other people. I mean, finances would be a lot nicer with the NFL and everyone yeah, else course. involved as well. But you know, that takes a backseat. It's it's about making everyone feel better because. Man, I went through it. Yeah. yeah. And are they doing that research with CBD and CT? Kind? That CT is yes. one of the toughest things because you don't know it till the person's dead. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the doctor from Harvard who spoke in front of the uh, World Boxing Council, Leif. Yeah. I think it's Leif. I got <laughs> it totally wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, he's doing research yeah. at Harvard. That's cool. you know. So it, it's really coming around. That that's the thing, and it works. If you, uh, I'll have to send you guys some pain cream. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Like a big. Um, yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah, she's training hard. She's training like she's got a fight coming up. Well, I mean, it's just you want to stay in shape, but it's that, that um, because I have not as many injuries as you do, but I have injuries, and it's like that morning, and I'm trying to run in the morning, because I used to run five miles a morning, five miles a night, but getting out of bed, like, you know, that, that little short walk to the bathroom, and then trying to put your stuff out to go running, it's like, mm, the bed now. <laughs> So that would be so helpful because I don't want to take the painkillers because I'm yeah. not an athlete, yeah. right? So it's just kind of like I don't want to put my body through all it's that. It's funny how that works. When you're an athlete, you're like, sure, well, I'll take whatever. Give me some oxygen. Yeah. Oh, you sure. just want the pain to go away. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, when you know me, <laughs> most of the time, yeah. <laughs> well, athletes are degenerates. <laughs> yeah, they they are. They are. It's like just wrap me up and put some painkillers, and I'll run wherever you need me to. Yeah, I'll run into that wall yeah. repeatedly. We're good. And I got to ask you a little bit about your own bounce back because you oh, had yeah. you you had some trouble with drugs and what have you back in the day. Then you, you, I think yes. you technically died. Right? I was dead. Oh. Yeah, they told my brother I was I wasn't going to make it. Yeah, and you you came back, and how did you shift your focus? From and it was mainly like opioids and that kind of stuff. You know what? It was a, a just a combination of pills and just yeah. a, a, just stupidity. I was sober for a while. And I was like, oh, this is an excuse to take pills, and I took them and I died. Yeah. So and I actually people were like, oh, I overdosed. Well, they let you out later that night. I aspirated. I died. I was Damn. in the hospital for like ten days. Yeah. Wow. So and I sat there by myself because I didn't want to tell anybody for a while. I mean, my peop- my brother and my dad knew, and some yeah. girl that I was hanging out with. Um, I was like, "What are you doing here?" I call your girlfriend. I'm like, "What?" But yeah, I'm gonna get shit for that. But um, you know, it it was just it was bad, and uh, you know, again, I, I'm a, a single dad, yeah. and I've been that way for a long time, and. It's it's I can't you can't do stupid shit anymore. Yeah, time to grow up. Sometime Peter Pan. So so mm-hmm. so after that you were just like I'm done with this, move forward. Because yeah, I feel well, like I've, 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 I've had, had surgeries and, and had to like take painkillers yeah. since then. Yeah. I've had I don't know how many surgeries since then, but so how do you cope or deal with that? I just don't don't take as many, or you just don't. When they runs out, they run out. Don't go pick up more. Yeah. So you just had to, you just had to kind of get your mind right. <laughs> Got to be an adult. <laughs> yeah. You know, adulting is hard. I know that. Yeah, it sucks balls. It does. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared for this, but the one thing that I know, even my dad, he's like, I, I don't, he's like, you know, he's always like, we shouldn't have these damn kids. <laughs> and he goes, the one thing I know is that you're a good dad. Yeah. He's like, that's. The, he's like, you're the best dad I know. I'm like, wow. Thank you. Yeah, like, take, take pride in that. That's awesome. Um, and we actually have a few questions we like to ask. We call it our Club Five. Pretty much. Um, you, just, you know, rapid fire questions. Yeah. Just the, the audience gets to know you. And I think TK is going to. I always say we need to put music in. I always say that right before we do the second. Yeah. Anywho, um, here we go. Five. So, last uh, last person you text. The last person I text was, was Brad from BudTrader.com, <laughs> actually. Dream yeah. dinner guest. Oh, dream dinner guest. Hmm. Bina? I don't know, I doubt she's going to listen to this, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to say this, the do it now. I'm like, like a UFC fighter. <laughs> what up? Um, uh, it's just on... some girl I'm chasing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, Shout I'm just... out to Bina. Shout out to Bina. What up? <laughs> if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Mm. My last meal would be... Oh, man. Steak Diane. It's, steak it's, Diane. Steak Diane. I've never even heard of it. It's so <clears throat> my family's my my family's all in Tahoe. Yeah, you know, and they're all of the upper upper crust of society. <laughs> um, you know, live on the lake and beetle have You know, they're all funny. But um, my grandpa was a degenerate gambler his whole life, so we always got. I mean, you know, we got taken care of by made a parking spot at Harris. Never, oh. never, never left Tahoe. <laughs> you know, it's all the all the you know the planes our family flew around and all had a Caesar's logo on it for some reason. <laughs> but. uh you know, it, it, it's <laughs> like being up there. I mean, you ever been to Tao? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah. such an it's such an amazing magical place. You know, you you get to like <laughs> you can do you, the lake. I think it's a bit better in the summer. Oh, yeah, I went skiing. Yeah. So you got to go in the summertime. It's way better. Summer is where the parties are. That's that's for everything. But the, there's a steakhouse up there that we always went to. And we always eat free at. You know, like the hotels always ate completely free, so we get spoiled. Yeah. And this is like my favorite steak 
So if, I, if, someone, if they were going to kill me for... Something. It'd probably be murder. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> and last question. If you can listen to what album, what album would it be hmm. for the rest of your life? The rest of my life. Oh, man. Um, that's so hard. I'm such a fan of music, and uh, I, I can't play a note to save my life. I can't sing, <laughs> but I have a lot of friends in music. So yeah. it's like ranging from country to metal to rap to... Um, you don't get a mixtape. You get one. It's like I don't know. I don't know where to, where to go. I mean, I'd, I'd have to go back to my youth, uh-huh. and I'd have to get something like Stevie Ray Vaughan or uh, something like that for my dad, just because that's like when I when I'll, I'll listen to my music and that'll pop up on Pandora or something. It's like mm, uh, there it is. That's my youth. Yeah. That's that's my yeah. that's my 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 soul. There, you know, it's like old. It's old blues and rock and roll. I think this might be the most insightful Fit Club Five yeah. we've had. <laughs> oh, I can get real woo woo. Uh, I, I got all kinds of. I do breathing techniques and Wim Hof and do all that kind of you know, oh. stuff. I love yoga. Oh my god, we did that in yoga class today. Yeah, oh, we we didn't talk enough about that, but I, I imagine you having the stress thing that you have to deal with, yeah. then also fighting in the UFC. You got to have some really good sort of decompression yes. techniques and breathing techniques were big for me. Um, you know. Uh, Cold therapy, heat therapy, yeah. building the cold shock proteins, heat shock proteins, um, diet, just a, a, everything combined. It, it's a it's a real lifestyle. Yeah, you know, and and uh, it's something interesting because I'm I'm gonna have to I have to portray that because I'm doing the lifestyle. I'm being brought on as a, as a board of directors for BudTrader.com. Yeah, nice. And I'm gonna you know run their lifestyle portion of it, um, or that's the plan. And how am I gonna put that out on? You know, that, that's the thing I've been thinking about. I'm like, how am I gonna make this healthy? <laughs> like how am, I gonna, how am I gonna show that that you know in in this culture that like I'm trying to show a different side of of cannabis people? Yeah, you know I've been around it my whole life. Well, I think you've got this daughter who's obviously doing yeah. well as a result. So I think yeah. that's going to be a huge part of it. And it's legal, and you, I see my friends. You know, like it's it's so much more open. Yeah, and like these are family people that they're not doing anything wrong. You know, they're just hanging out in their backyard. You know, and like they're not smoking in front of their kids. You know, yeah. but like it's just. It, I don't know. It's it's weird how the world's changing. Yeah. You know, and I'm trying to change with it, and I'm trying to be this, you know, kind of. Uh, I don't know how the moral mouthpiece for my sport. <laughs> I don't know how that worked out, but uh, just in general, just to provide good vibes, and you know, yeah. whether people are hating or not, it's like who cares? Just yeah. be happy. I mean, you're the best person to to speak on it too, because of the injuries and um, everything. Like your life, I'm. We only did like two percent. I got stories. Sure yeah, a whole bunch of stories, <laughs> and it's like you're the best person. And also being in LA, this yeah. is the best combination. You'll have the yoga moms who are experiencing a little bit of pain yes. or stress or all this other stuff that weren't athletes, but they can under they can you know empathize, and it makes sense. Of course. So. Yeah. yeah. And the, I can tell you, I'm not a big fan of the current administration, but the one thing that yeah. I've seen that we might all agree on it. Trump doesn't really seem to be against marijuana, doesn't seem to be against CBD. Um, I know Sessions is not, not yet. so great. Yeah. We'll see. No, but this seems to be at least one area that I think the administration could be moved on. Well, well uh, I'll, I'll, have t- more hope I'll throw this out there. Yeah. So again, this is another big reason why I work with my childhood best friend. Yeah. We were eight, we were best friends. Myself and Brad McLaughlin from com. He just went out with our state senator, um, uh, Rohrbacher? Rohrbach? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he calls Brad and he goes, hey, Brad, I need you to save the world, you know, or whatever he said <laughs> yeah. to him. Uh, and Brad flew out and met Trump, called all the people in Congress, oh, and nice. talked cannabis reform. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, Brad was raised to be a politician. 
people I don't know if people know that, <laughs> but you know, he, he's running this amazing company, and he's really like he plans on changing the world. And I'm like, wow, man, you're you're talking to the president, you're talking to his son, you're talking to not like that matters, but um, <laughs> you know, just you're getting the whole thing, and you're out you're out in Washington D.C. like actually making moves yeah. and telling these people like they're wrong, they need to like give kids their medicine or people or anyone just yeah, it's not, you can't keep this from people, and everyone knows now. Yeah, the secret's out. You exactly. Know? It's like you know, you watch Reefer Madness, and you're like, oh my god, how did you guys really? I, you guys really believe this? Like, I, I do think they're going to wait until some of these big corporations can get their hands into it more oh, than course. the mom and pops. Oh. But I do think it's going to happen. But I think they're waiting for, okay, you guys ready? Okay, cool. Yeah, now well, there's steps. Yeah. In addition to... Yeah, because like, like Coke did the CBD deal. Yeah, they got the big in Canada, right? But yeah. So you, first you have CBD, and then whether those companies... Because you know, that's all through hemp. Yeah. You know, you know we don't need any THC. Um, and the, you know, the difference is really silly. It's 0. 0.01. <laughs> uh, you know, but... These big companies are latching on, and it's it's bound to happen. Whatever, cool. You're putting good things in your bad drink. Like, yeah. All right. Good for you. I don't know. Like, I just have to go. All right. Like, cool. Well, you're you're out there fighting the good fight, and we're just so happy that you could join us and yeah. kind of uh, give us a little insight to what's going on. Because I'm actually way more excited about it now that that I know it's like actually happening, actually being changed. So that's great. Yeah. Well, we are. I mean, on a few levels, you know, um, I'm trying to change, you know, my sport for the better. And like I said, sure, I just got off work. I just got <laughs> off training people and, and, you know, living the uh, the lifetime lifestyle. <laughs> but uh, on the outside, I came straight from work to here to talk to you guys. And then I got to go to a party to hang out and celebrate Cheech from Cheech and Chong. Oh, yeah. For his yeah. Men in the we need to hang out. Yeah. yeah. We, we need, all got to go. Yeah, we need to. <laughs> That'd be fun. Steak, was it Steak Diana? Well, steak Diana. Yeah. Yes. Tahoe. I mean, well, what, this is. I'm, like I said, I've been a spoiled, spoiled little bitch my whole life. <laughs> well, once again, but, I, I just got to thank you for joining us. Thank this you for having awesome. me. I'll come on anytime. And, and again, once things lighten up, or, or not lighten up, once they uh, actually happen, you know, once yeah. the certifications take place, and then Jeff is going to walk me through some other big things, and yeah. uh, I'll, I'd love to come back. And yeah, absolutely, we have to. That's <laughs> good. We didn't have enough time. Um, again, guys, thank you so much. My yes, name is Shaka you. Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong, and you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. And where can they find you? At Uncle Creepy MMA. See you guys next week. Ciao. <laughs> From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.